Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast, where we try to recapture the magic of the things that we spoke about before we hit record. I'm Andrew. I'm Zach. Listeners, you can't tell it from my voice, but I am a sweaty man right now because I came back from a run about two minutes before this podcast started. Uh, yeah, just trying to squeeze everything into the day. Um, who needs sleep? Nobody. Nobody. Yes. That's bad advice, listeners. You need sleep. Don't exactly. listen to us. That kind of yeah. goes against everything that we've ever said. Yeah. Hey, we jumped on the call before this and we were just talking about how good it is to be back at the gym because gyms are reopened again here in Victoria. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great feeling. You know, it's it's uh, it's always an amazing thing because the one good thing about the gyms closing kind of every 10 days <laughs> is that every time you go back to the gym for the first time in a while, it just it recaptures that motivation, that magic. And, you know, it's it's just a really cool it's generally like a really great workout. Like I had a great workout today and I just did the stuff that I don't, I, that I can't do at home. Like it wasn't like a normal workout. It was just like a really intense one though. Yeah. And it's exciting to be back in there. It's exciting to see people that you haven't seen for a while that you don't really know, but it's like, yeah. Hey guy over there. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, again. there's the manager of Deramits that I go to and he's just like, I know his, his name is Zach and he's just, he's always so friendly and, you know, I, I saw him today for the first time in a while because last time the gyms opened up, I, I had just gotten Cal. So I was going a little bit later. So I didn't get to see him there at the day. And I saw him today and he said, hey, how are you? We had a like, nice little conversation. And there were a couple other quote unquote gym rats that are always there when I'm there that we don't really know each other from a can of beans. But like, mm. it's just like, hey, how are you? Yeah, good. Don't know who you are, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, I saw that at my gym last night. It was the first day it had been opened and a whole bunch of ladies turned up to do and they, they were all doing squats and so there was go, like five of them just doing squats back gym? to back i don't go to a ladies gym but there's a lot of lady power lifters um at my gym that's so right. Right. i tend to do my stuff quickly on like the side like they've got two places set up where you can do deadlifts yeah and there's like the main stage and then there's like the little one off to the side and so i tend to do my one off to the side okay. whilst they do like their proper stuff on the main stage Is um burnwood still a thing I believe so. Uh, yeah, actually, a friend of mine just signed up for Fernwood, um, yeah. a, a women's only gym. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, it was just, they were so pumped and they were like, you know, because, you know, you do a deadlift and then you wait for three minutes or so, but they were all doing about the same weight. And so they're like, well, let's just go bang. Yeah. I don't know what you're saying right now, but we'll be back. So yeah, everybody, this is what happens sometimes with the internet. But, you know, I try to, oh, I think I just saw him blink. <laughs> this is the worst what is going on i i, I think you know yeah. it's a combination of my computer and your children my, my children just downloading <laughs> the internet like we spoke about last time yeah. all right that's i'm cool. going to keep my answers to like 15 second bursts this time i think there's no <laughs> soliloquies coming this yeah, time it's like family feud yeah you know what this is not good for andrew this is not good for my mental health and mm. mental health is an important thing that we've spoken about a lot on this podcast, but it came into prominence in the last 24 hours because that big sporting event that we said we wouldn't work watch, but um, I don't know, I've watched about 20 hours of it so far at the yeah, Olympics. About right. Um, really significant moment in that with uh, US gymnast Simone Biles withdrawing in the middle mm. of competition. Uh, and it's really interesting the way that, it was reported, wasn't it? Versus what the team originally said versus what she later came out and clarified. Correct. So basically, 
uh, originally. So, okay. So to give you a little bit of background, everyone. So she is kind of like the face of the U S Olympics. Team. This is the best of the best gymnast. Yeah. gymnast. Yeah. Yeah. She's kind of like up there. And so like, she did her uh, event, which was a, a vault, and she kind of earned like a really low score. And so she withdrew. Now, her and the team, they originally stated that it was because of an injury. Uh, I guess, as you would, you don't, you know, you don't want to get too much into it. But then she later came out and said, well, no, that's actually not true. I withdrew because of my mental health. And I mean, we've all been there, right? Like we know it's not even as something as simple as, you know, I feel bad. I'm not going to go to the gym today. Like, and and not just a physical way. Sometimes you just mentally don't feel up to it. And on the world stage, when you, when you do that, it brings a whole new aspect to light that like, I think a lot of times we don't really think about, we think of all the physical training in terms of athletes heading to the Olympics, but we don't really talk about the mental toughness because as anybody who's ever been out on a, you know, 20 mile, three hour, four hour long run, which is nothing compared to what some of these Olympians do, you know, it's not so much the physical aspect of it. It's that mental game that really can tear you down. It's incredible. I saw one of the articles talking about this said for her, the flaw and expectation starts at perfection mm-hmm. and then just goes from there. And in this particular scenario, she was meant to do a, uh, an act or whatever it was called a trick. It feels dismissive to call it a trick. Um, but you know, we'll a routine, yeah, thing, a thing like, and it was meant to be like two and three quarter twists. Mm. And I, she sort of decided, no, I don't think I can do that. I'm going to just, you know, play it safe and do like a one and three quarter twist, but she didn't land it perfectly. And that was enough in her. That's right. She got a low score of, I think, actually, I don't think I can pull it up right now. The score was a 13.766 which is un- apparently unbelievably low. Yes. Now, could you and I do that thing? Absolutely not. No. No. Like, yeah, we'd, we'd hurt ourselves stepping up to the mats. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I ran the gymnastics uh, and Mooney Ponds uh, last year, two years ago, whenever it was, and just, just some of the things that the five-year-olds do, and I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> no chance. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, and, and so I think that's a really, like, the thing we wanted to talk about today is, um, firstly, the confidence it takes in an athlete to actually pull the pin on something like that, knowing that the world's eyes are on her. But then secondly, the way that, you know, it is treated in the press and in the media and, and in the public. Um, but, yeah, the first one, I mean, you and I have never, ever, ever, ever become close to being on an athletic stage with that sort of pressure before. No. We've obviously been in situations where there's been pressure to perform in certain things. Mm. But to be able to actually withdraw from that, like, it's just... It's, it's, it's almost braver than trying to push through it and fail. Well, yeah. And it's, it's just an interesting thing to put it like into perspective, just the simple act that, you know, yeah. Okay. So she withdrew and because it's such a big deal. Like, I mean, we hear about elite runners in say a few years back with the Boston mm-hmm. marathon, when the weather was absolutely nasty, a few, like more than half a dozen elite runners pulled out mm-hmm. and didn't complete the race because they were like, you know, what's there's no way I'm going to do well in this race because this is absolutely horrendous. And it didn't, the only people that really knew about it were people who are, who follow the marathon or are really, really follow running certainly didn't make the news. But as soon as you hit like the Olympics, 
it gets treated so much differently. Yep. And exactly. Just, and it does. It takes a lot of guts because, you know, for some of these athletes, they've literally been training their entire lives to get here only to say, yeah. got to cut it, got to protect myself mentally. And this is an interesting thing because I saw her say something along the lines of, for her, if she's not mentally at the top of her game, it's not just an embarrassment thing. It's a safety thing. Yeah. If she's not completely on top of it and she's doing a three-quarter twist with pike and stuff and she mistimes it, she could fall and break a leg, right. injure her neck. I mean, there's real danger for her. Yeah, and it's like it's like anything else. If you're not feeling 100 percent mental, it's yeah, like it's the same thing as if if you're an everyday average athlete. If you're not mentally paying attention or mentally focused, you go to the gym and you do something silly, you're gonna hurt yourself or somebody else. Maybe you're just dragging ass and you don't put the dumbbells away properly and they slip and fall and they fall onto your foot or maybe you just have a lapse in judgment you forget to put the collars on the on the weight bar and all of a sudden you're tipping and the, the weights fall off it's like yeah. you know that and it, it kind of it goes into what we were talking about with the marijuana episode a couple of weeks ago in terms of it all comes back to chuff with you I mean, at seriously. least this time i remembered Right. Um, <laughs> it, it goes back to that when you're when you're not at a hundred percent. If you're not a hundred percent focused, you can become, especially at that level, really dangerous to yourself. In 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 terms of gymnastics, you're not going to hurt anybody else because you're the only one out there. But you can really hurt yourself. Oh yeah. Like, but also like if you really hurt yourself on that floor, people are throwing up. You know, like yeah, yeah. exactly. You can really go south on some of this stuff. Yeah, it's funny because I shared an article with you a couple of months ago called, you know, should you ever do DNF a race? Yep. And part of that article was talking about, hey, never DNF a race unless you're injured because you know you might finish five minutes, ten minutes, twenty minutes off your target time. Mentally finishing the race and getting that mental discipline and knowing you can do it mm. is so important. Um, but and that, that you know that is for like you know we're talking about marathons and ultra marathons there, and that is so much of a mental game. Um, but you know the fact of the matter is sometimes mentally you just don't have it, and to be able to self recognize that and move on and say, listen, I'm not going to go through with it, um, I think is absolutely is very mature. Yeah. It means uh, I think it displays a great degree of self-confidence in herself and her awareness of what her limits are. And also a little bit of, I know that I'm about to step into a shit storm here, but you know what? I'm going to do it because this is what I want to do. Mm. And it's just, it, you just, that is the difference between a professional athlete and, you know, like an, like a, like a really amateur athlete. It's just knowing not just your physical body, but your mental body and knowing what's smart. And at the end of the day, realizing that, do you know what? It Like at the end of the day, the Olympics, sure they matter, but they don't in the grand scheme of things if you're going to destroy yourself. She made a decision. Okay, I got to pull out. Otherwise, further down the track, this is really going to cause me some trouble. And that's the yeah. difference between a professional and a non-professional is knowing when to be smart. Yeah, she was concerned about her physical ability and slash safety she was also concerned about the impact it would have on the rest of the team mm -hmm. if she's in there getting scores of 13 and someone else that was on their game could get a score of 16 17 well that's going to hurt the team exactly so she was concerned about it as well do you think the pressure got to her like she's been in some of the biggest events and she's had pressure on her before i don't understand why this pressure would have been any different uh i don't you know i don't think it's a 
and and this is where the you know the the media comes in it's like oh she couldn't mm. handle the pressure she couldn't handle this and that i don't think so like i i i mean okay so i mean yes to a certain quote star wars from a certain point of view um you know of course the pressure got to her in terms of you know i i don't want to let the team down i don't want to let myself down in the future i don't want to let this down but i don't think it was necessarily because when the media says the pressure what they mean is oh the pressure of the world stage i don't think that that's the pressure that she was dealing with i really don't uh i, I well I, not that i know for a fact but i would just be really surprised i think the pressure that got to her was the you know the pressure of the consequences if she continued and i don't think it was necessarily to say the pressure got to her i think she just understood the everything that was involved and i think she just made a decision because i don't think yeah. i don't think it all always has to come down to the pressure got to somebody and that's why they quit or that's why they gave up i think sometimes it's just a smart thing to do because the circumstances here at tokyo olympics is different to what she's done in the past before yeah. she's competed in front of huge crowds here there were no crowds um before but she's been on a stage with her knowing that a tv audience of millions is 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 watching you and you know sometimes that can be a factor like sometimes you'll jump on to do a presentation and it'll be like oh man there's like a hundred people watching me and i can't see them mm. other times it's like you know what it doesn't matter if there's four million people watching you there he goes again He's going to come back with a really angry look. I can't wait. Four million people. That's the last thing I heard him say. And I'll tell him. I'm waiting for him to blink. I heard him. Yay. Four million oh, people. My. That's the last thing you said. Yay. Yeah. There's four million people watching her and yada, yada, yada. I'm just going to message my family and say, can you all just turn off the internet and whatever you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> Lots of fun. Maybe it's yeah. Cal. He likes to use the internet. Maybe that's what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah. I mean, I guess no. I don't. I don't. Um, I don't yeah. think the pressure uh, got to her. Not that kind of pressure, anyway. Okay. Um. Hey. Um. So how do you think the media has handled it? Have they done the herb right? Have they been very unfair? There's lots of parallels being drawn between the media coverage of this and what happened with Naomi Osaka in Wimbledon. Uh, a couple of months ago or weeks ago where she withdrew from Wimbledon because the tennis authorities were making her uh, attend press conferences. And she was like, I just can't go through that after every match. Um, yeah. I'm happy to play the tournament, but I just can't go through it. And they're like, no, no, you've got media, oblig media obligations. If you don't go there, you're out. And she's like, well, I'm out. Yeah. I'm walking then. Um, you know, they're basically saying, although Simone has turned up, and fronted the media. She's she's and she's saying she might compete again later in this event, uh, later in this Olympics and another event. So it's it's kind of different. I don't think I, I think the media is an entity that doesn't ever treat anything fairly, just because of the <laughs> nature of the media. I think the like the news is all of the news is clickbait. That's what they are. So whether they know the story or not, they're not gonna be they their job is to report neutrally and fairly but like that doesn't happen it's just never yeah. going to happen so no uh i unless they are in a and 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 to be fair to the media that's their jobs right they they are not there to understand they can't understand because they're not going through it 
No. They're going to do what's going to sell, you know, just like any other business. They're there to make money and they're there to get their ratings. Um, do I think they're being fair to her? No. Do I think they have to be, though? No, because that's also that is and, and, and she shows this by coming out and addressing it. Mm. That's one of the responsibilities that you take on when you are in the public eye that way. It's like you if if you're somebody who is going to wear that everything on your sleeve and take everything personally and this and that you've got to make that decision early on like yeah that's that's the job you know that's unfortunately the job that's why you hear so many like celebrities who go nuts or develop really bad habits or you know um uh get into really nasty stuff because it's a tough gig to handle yeah. because no, and the media is not fair and they really seldom are. And, and they will twist it to an angle. Mm. Like if she, if she'd done something and injured herself, then it would have been the media running the look at the 10 worst sports injuries of all times. Yeah. Where does Simone Biles fall? Uh, oh, I think Zach's going to get pissed soon. He's here. I'm over this. This is I just not said, I just said, Oh, I think Zach's going to get pissed soon. <laughs> really i don't know what's going on i must ask everyone to stop streaming everything in this house yeah it's um, weird it does it's not usually this bad like sometimes no. every once in a while we have something happen but it's literally just glitching the whole time now yeah it's yeah. crazy um what, what did i say what did you hear <laughs> um you only you were only gone for like two seconds okay cool well you didn't miss anything of importance then no. yeah no no we were just yeah you were just talking about you know yeah just the media and what what it is that they do like if she was injured they would have done the top 10 yeah. worst injuries in sports and yeah it does feel like we're having conversations about athletes and mental health and accepting the fact that it is a factor in them doing something or not doing something a lot more now than ever yeah. before well it's kind of i mean to 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 take a saying life imitating art it's kind of like life imitating sport sort of thing because that's kind yeah. of the game that we're all in right now like i've talked to so many people about you know their fitness journeys their their mental journeys and it's just we're at that time where it's just everything is so hard to keep track of and would this had happened were covid not a thing to this girl who knows maybe that great point yeah what has the last 18 months of having to train and prepare for an olympics and have it move around and have the with COVID and the global pandemic, it's got to be a factor. Yeah, I mean, they're human beings just like the rest of us. Yes, they're amazing athletes and they're almost superhuman, mm. but they're human. And, you know, this stuff affects people in similar ways. You know, it's, it's like what we were talking about a few weeks ago where these athletes train for a very specific timeline and all of a sudden that timeline's been now delayed by a year to a completely different circumstance. You're now essentially like if, okay, so if you, and runners, you can, you can probably relate to this. You're training for a marathon. You get to that, talking about training for a hundred K race in the yep. Yanks. You've, you've gotten to that point where it's taper time. All of a sudden the thing is canceled. So now instead of tapering and doing this hundred K and then giving your body a rest, you now mentally know that this race is still coming and you can't really rest because you've got to maintain that fitness. So all of a sudden you're taking this process that was only meant to last maybe six months. 
Now it's lasting another six months or another three months, another four months, however long it is. You're putting all that extra strain on your body physically and mentally leading up to this event. Your body's going to crap out at some point. Like Yeah, you, and your, your mind's part of your body. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's just like... Mm. You know, that's that is the reality of it. You know, you train for a specific thing, but when it gets pushed back and you have to keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing, you're not giving the body the break because we're not meant to continuously train for 100 mile or 200 mile races. We're meant to have a break. I mean, there are some people who do do that, but they're also freaks. But we're meant to have a break in terms of between races for the everyday average person and all the way up to elite athletes, they need a break too. It might be less of a break, but I think for them, maybe physically it won't affect them as much because they're elite athletes, but mentally it's going to start to affect them. Yeah. You hear a lot about so many athletes that are, you know, the word OCD gets used incorrectly a lot of the time, but they are very, they have routines. Their routines can't be disrupted. They rely on them. And if their routines get disrupted, then they don't perform. Um, it's going to be the same for, you know, any athlete, but especially on, on an Olympic stage. Um, I remember thinking last year when they did the NBA playoffs and they were in COVID protocols and they all had to go into this bubble uh, in Orlando, Florida. Yeah. People were saying that that was potentially the toughest championship of all time to win because you had the pressure of being in lockdown, being in a bubble, living in the same hotel as your competitors, seeing them every day, not seeing your family. Um, the fact that everyone was better rested because of no travel, playing in the same place all the time, so getting used to the facilities, you know, able to be getting all the sleep and getting all the rest and stuff, they were saying it was still the hardest championship ever because of the mental game. Sure. There was physical advantages to not having to travel around the country to play in NBA playoffs but they were really being offset by a lot of people. And we've seen that where just the last week, the Milwaukee Bucks won the NBA championship. They were favoured, heavily favoured to win it last year, and they couldn't. And they've sort of come out this time now that they've won the championship and said, you know what? It's not the only reason we lost last year, but the mental fatigue of being in the bubble was too much for us. We had COVID pandemic. We had Black Lives Matter. We had shootings in the US. We had you know, the election. And they were like, you know what? Mentally, we weren't strong enough to handle that. Um, we learned from that and we're stronger now. Yeah, that's it. And that's, you know, she'll hopefully come back next time or mm. whatever her next thing is. Stronger, better, more ready to take on whatever event that she's doing. But as with any athletes that have had things be canceled or have had to withdraw for whatever reason, you know, I mean... I think we have to pay attention more to the mental health, everything. Like, I, of course, I'm always a big advocate on, you know, push through, push through, make sure you stay consistent, stay consistent. But sometimes you just don't want to go to the gym and that's okay. Like, and it, you don't have to have a reason other than I just can't be bothered today. Do you want to let that yeah. become the rule rather than the exception? No, of course not. But sometimes you have to pay attention to that stuff. Maybe physically you're feeling strong as anything, but just mentally the thought of driving to the gym, getting to the gym, setting up, doing this, doing that, it just, it sucks. And so those are the days when it's like, you know what? Pay attention to that because you keep, the more you ignore those things, the worse uh, you know, the worst outcome you're going to have because 
we all have a mental like I, I the way that I describe it to my clients is we all have a, a mental health and stress bucket, uh, and that bucket gets filled every time something happens. Every time you know you get a traffic ticket. Every time you drop a plate. Every time you have an argument. Every time you know you get overwhelmed at work. And if you don't take time to drain that bucket a little bit, you're going to overflow. Flush. Exactly. And it's not going to be, it's not going to be pretty. So you've got to like, if you imagine this stress bucket has a tiny hole in it that slowly lets water out, you have to give it time to let the water out so that when that bucket gets filled with some more, it's not overflowing because at the, at the moment, that hole's really tiny and that faucet is on full. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and our stress buckets aren't just filling up with, you know, water that we're putting in out the tap. It's raining out there with everything else that's going yeah. on. And so yeah, that's exactly. filling up the bucket too. Exactly. And I think you're right. We spoke about it last time about nutrition, about, hey, don't let one bad day become two bad days. Right. It's the same. You don't want to let multiple days of, you know, I can't be bothered creep in. But occasionally, you just need to turn around and go, I'm going to take a day for myself. I'm going to do a doona day. I've been having a conversation with a bunch of people who work for me who are in New South Wales right now. And I'm saying, listen, you guys kind of had it easy last year in COVID. In Melbourne, we know what it's like to be in lockdown for four months or so. Yeah, You've just had your lockdown extended by another month. I want you to think about doing nine-day weeks, nine-day fortnights. So instead of working 10 days in a row, take every second Friday off. Just mm -hmm. give yourself a chance to decompress mm -hmm. and relax. And sometimes mm. it's just like that simple change, like such a, like it can make all the difference in the world. Like sometimes, <laughs> like for it, like if you have to work a ten, uh, ten, uh, 10 day fortnight, yeah, taking that extra day, it's just something to mm. look forward to. Or if you're an athlete that gets up and runs on an empty stomach every morning, take a day where you have breakfast first. That is, for me, yep. one of the most liberating things in the world. Like when I get up and I know that I'm not going to go out and run and I have breakfast first, <laughs> it's so exciting. And it's just like yeah. something to look forward to. It's a change and it revitalizes uh, you for the next thing. Like have that Friday where you know you don't have to get up and go to work. You can maybe have, even if, if it's a 15-minute sleep in, it's something. Yep. Even if you want to go out and get up, at a normal time or even earlier and go do some exercise that you couldn't normally do mm. or go to the, have brunch or walk your kids to school or, you know, try an exercise class at the gym that you've never had a chance to check out. Yeah. Um, I really know what you're talking about there. Like, because currently with everything that's been going on, I haven't been getting up and running in the morning and I've been running at night and I, it is, it physically feels different to change your routine and run at night on a different surface. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's not better or worse than getting up first thing in the morning and running. It's just, different yeah. and different different is absolutely phenomenal um i'm filling in now i don't know what zach was going to say but we froze we we did have a good time ah there he is and different is <laughs> finish my sentence difference okay is that what you're gonna say i don't know uh diff different different is just different it's not better it's worse it's just it's a change and you learn from change yeah absolutely absolutely and it's just it's mm. it's just enough to to switch things up. I mean, I'm a big believer in consistency, man. Like I, I, you know, you string together enough consistent days and that's where the, that's where the good, that's where the magic happens. Right. But yeah. every now and then 
you just need you just need a day you just need yes a day to just like like i said last time if you're gonna screw up or if you're gonna have a crazy day try not to do it twice in a row unless it's planned unless it's a vacation or something whatever that's fine but if you're gonna have a day where you just screw around don't stick to any kind of routine don't do it two days in a row but really yeah. savor the day and you know try to be as consistent as long as you can but mental health man it's got to come first it's got to come yeah. first because otherwise what the hell are you doing it for exactly i think the tip there is don't let a routine become a runt but don't let consistency become a constraint you're right exactly yeah. i like that hmm. i like that cool so that's i guess um a, a hot minute or so talking about you know a rather topical thing in the world right now um anything else you wanted to talk about before we broke uh, no, I think that was it. That was nice, short and sweet. I enjoyed that. Well, it's probably inspired by the fact that I'm about to fling my iPad through a window if this internet disconnects one more time. So yeah. Take care of your mental health, man. I will. I will. I'm going to go <laughs> Zen, uh, and everything and check it out. Hey, shout out to our sponsors, uh, Generation UCAN, that painted super starch that has you going harder, better, faster, above and beyond what you ever thought possible. Um, we use it for to fuel on those long runs. Uh, when you need to, uh, using the gels, the powders, the bars, um, the whole works. Uh, still the favoured, um, this is not true at all, but let's say it anyway. It's the favoured gener- uh, energy bar of the Olympic athletes everywhere. How's like that for it. a claim? Yeah. I, I'll take it. Well, Meb Kofleski uses it and he yeah. might as well be an Olympic athlete. Prove me wrong. Exactly. Show me yeah. the evidence that it isn't. Well Point done, Generation me. UCAN. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> So make sure you visit generationyoucan.com.au and use the coupon code Breaking the Barrier for 15% off your first order. You can also visit the Spartan Race AU website. Use the coupon code SUPERMAN for 15% off of any race here in Australia. Of course, Spartan being the race that is challenging a million people to get up off the couch and onto the obstacle course to see what they are truly made of. Come back with your shield or on it. Make sure that you visit the Spartan Race AU website and use the coupon code SUPERMAN for 15% off your race well done good job go check out those sponsors people um look after yourselves be safe be strong be smart be kind indeed and we will catch you out there on the roads the trails or the treadmills thank you so much for listening to the breaking the barrier podcast where zach and i hope to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible and we will catch you next time 